Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Thank you for listening to Marian Petrescu. I believe he's a Romanian who lives in Sweden. My word. And, of course, there's a difference between making all the changes on bass and being able to play a bass solo. What a good thing. Marian Petrescu. Playing very much in the style of who? Who is he playing like, anyway? Did it remind you of anybody? Was it Dave McKenna? Who was it? I wish I could play like that, don't you? You know we all have things that we can do, and there are other things that we cannot do. And perhaps an adult might be defined as a person who knows what he can do and what he can't do and isn't afraid to admit it. Now, the email I recently received said, Humble. Don't you remember what I thought of as Plan A? (laughs) Of course, I don't remember anything about Plan A. And because I'd like you to learn a little bit more about me, you might listen closely to the reply I sent to this person. Please realize that I don't remember much of anything. My talent, if I have any, is not in remembering, but in synthesizing that which I have recently heard 
and presenting it to friends as original material. Looking for the last one there, Natalie Cole singing one of my favorite Natalie Cole things. Oh, did you notice on that Marion Pretescu uh, thing earlier? There was a little, a little classical bit in there. What was it? You know how it goes? Don't know. I used my mother used to play it, and I heard a little bit of it in that. First bit there by Marion Pettiskewnik. Maybe he'll be throwing in some more quotes like that we, that we can all recognize and enjoy. You should look forward to getting older because as you get older, life gets simpler. One day I called a man in Farmington who said I called him the week before and asked him the same question. <laughs> Now, it is true that you might do the same thing two or three times, but it doesn't worry you because you don't realize you've already done it. And when you get old, you've reached the age of impunity. Nobody knows or cares if you've done anything or not. You probably know that I learned the word impunity when I first read about poor old Rip Van Winkle. And I quote, Having nothing to do at home and being arrived at that happy age when a man can do nothing with impunity, he took his place once more on the bench. Well, that doesn't mean he became a circuit judge. When you read Rip Van Winkle, when you read Rip Van Winkle, did you see an aged man coming down from the mountains, white long beard? Did you see him coming down the mountain to rejoin his neighbors on the bench? Or did you ever do the math? The way I read it, 
After poor old Rip Van Winkle woke up from his twenty-year nap and came back to town to retire as one of the town elders, he was forty-three years old.
Fisco on the piano. Of course, you recognize the keyboard sounds of Marion Petrescu, P-E-T-R-E-S-C-U. Here on the Humble Farmer, where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you for listening. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, and I would love to hear from you. And it came to pass that my wife, Marsha, and I, well, we got into a big motorhome with friends. We went down to Key West for a few days, and I get to admit, I like Key West. Key West is different. Don't you think it's interesting that I also like Smurgin and Manhigan? Key West and Smurgin and Manhigan are all islands. My wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, packed food, as you might expect, and clothing. I didn't bother to pack much of anything, which was a mistake because I forgot to bring along a belt or suspenders. Now, most of my pants are so small that I can navigate without a belt. But the pants I took to Key West had about an inch of slack. I must have got them from someone who was quite a bit larger than I am. They had that, about an inch of slack around the waist. Yes, now I know. Now that we talk about this afterwards, I could have corrected the problem with a piece of rope. But I didn't think of it at the time. So I walked the streets of Key West for two days with both hands hanging on my pants, one hand on either side, holding up my pants so they wouldn't fall off. And of course that wasn't the worst part. Of course anybody who saw me probably thought, look at that old fool trying to dress like a teenaged kid.
Joe Venuti here on the humble farmer. Didn't they erect a statue, a monument to Joe Venuti in his hometown? The email I got said, listen to this email. It said, look rich with Rolex from $199. And of course, it made me laugh when I saw it because who in their right mind would pay $199 for a watch when you can get a good one for $12 most anywhere? And who wants to look rich? A couple of my friends look rich, and they went when they went to Cannes there on the French Riviera to that film festival, someone stole their rich kid-looking bag with credit cards and money and who knows what else in it. And what do you think these... Frenchmen hold that film festival for the bag I travel, the bag I carry when I travel. It looks like something a Steinbeck character would have thrown off a ball-tired truck halfway between Oklahoma and California. Nobody, I guarantee, nobody would steal my bag. And if they did, all they'd get would be a pair of dirty drawers. My wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, told me that my bag the one I carry when I travel, that my bag belonged to her first husband from Amsterdam. So this this bag has been around for, for quite a while. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com, and I ask you, why would anyone want to look rich? Wouldn't it be a lot more fun and make more sense to be rich and look poor?
chops there huh a lot of chops <laughs> thank you for listening to the humble farmer here on your favorite radio station where with any luck at all you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time i am the humble farmer at gmail.com love to hear from you when man started to live in small communities thousands of years ago Certain social rules evolved to keep good neighbors from killing each other. Ever since then, there has been a general disagreement about what a government is supposed to do. Some people think that the purpose of a government is to provide security, municipal services, education, and health care. These people realize that services that make life worth living cost money and that it is their tax money that makes it possible. Which is why today, the countries with the highest taxes, like Holland and Sweden 
That's why these countries have the highest standard of living. My friends and relatives who have worked in countries like Nigeria, where taxes are low, these friends and relatives have told me that the natives in the cities sit around on street corners and cook over burning rubber tires. Now, this is hearsay. Nigerian streams are open sewers cluttered with plastic. I've heard my cousin tell about it. He says you're escorted to work in your barricaded office by armed guards. You would not want to live in Nigeria where taxes are low. But in every country, there are people who do not like government and taxes. You know who they are. They want all the benefits of good roads. They want a good education. They want a fire department. But they wail and they rend their garments when they are asked to help pay for it. These two groups of people naturally form political parties through which they fight to achieve their goals. Interestingly enough, no matter which party is in office, the people who claim that government doesn't work are always doing everything they can to prove that they are right.
Mesmesro. Mesmesro, you probably read his book. I'm sure you've read it. Really, the blues? No. What was his? Mesmesro wrote a book. What was it? Well, I'm going to have to worry about that now. Instead, I'm going to worry about beautiful women and the secret to attracting them. The secret to attracting beautiful women... And that's what the email said. It just said, secret to attracting beautiful women. And that, that email was obviously directed at little boys because any mature man knows that there are a few secrets in this life. And any mature man knows that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You have seen so-called beauties in Miss America and other beauty contests that I would not be seen escorting through a back alley in Boston. In the experienced eyes of a homely old man who has been collecting Social Security for 15 years, every one of them is no more than a painted hussy. And going out with a woman who uses lipstick is a bother nowadays anyway under our new uh, uh, regulations on traveling because the police will stop her and pat her down and take away that tube of lipstick before they let her enter a plane or a public building anyway. Anyway, so these email ads are obviously never written to appeal to mature men, because mature men are often married to beautiful women, and are wishing that they weren't. And they uh, might also be unmarried, and they might be happy to stay that way. And although young boys and Old men alike are likely to gnash their teeth and make growling sounds in their throat when they see something exceptional, you know. An old man knows that good looks, when forced to stand alone, good looks can wear thin before the sun comes up in, in the morning. Mature men know that there are personal attributes that far outshine physical beauty. Hoping that you are 19 or 20 years old and have never heard this old, old story, I will tell you about a man who married a very homely woman who was a world-famous opera singer. On the second day of their marriage, he looked at her and said, For heaven's sakes, please sing something.
Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I just chanced to think of a story I wrote 30 or so years ago. A condensed version of it would sound something like this. When I went next door and walked into Grant Wiley's trailer, I shook the ice off my coat and my hat, and I said, Get your coat, Grant. Get your coat there. Jamie Wyeth wants us to come down for supper tonight. It'll be a quiet, private time. Nobody's going to be there but Martha Stewart, Jennifer Lopez, Tom Brokaw, Larry King, Al Roker, and Dolly Parton. Grant Wiley looked out the window at the drive-in freezing rain, bending the trees, and said, A man would have to be crazy to go out on a night like this. No, I'm staying right here. Just then the phone rang. Grant Wiley picked it up, listened for a few seconds, and hollered, Tom says the smelts are striking down at Harrington Cove, and the boys are pulling them in two and three at a time. Time's a-wasting. Get my boots and sou'wester.'" 